good day to all the uh, GFF podcasters. Um, this is Steve Schweitzer. Um, I have made a trip up to the North Platte River in Wyoming today. Today is Saturday, April 21st, exactly one week before I get married. So this is kind of like my uh, uh, bachelor party. And I'm with one good friend that I've fished with many years, Kurt Ligurski. Um, we're on the Miracle Mile stretch of the North Platte. Uh, the water is at 40 degrees, it's very cold. It's running fast out of the uh, bottom of the uh, reservoir, um, about a half mile upstream. The water is extremely clear, and uh, I've got a small size 22 uh, Sparkle Wing RS2. Um, sitting below a size 18 green scud. So we're gonna see what happens. Uh, I see a nice little channel here that uh, has some slower water meeting some faster water and I'm suspecting the fish will sit in here. We're fishing right down below hog hole or uh, the hog run or whatever it's called where some monster fish can be taken if you do it right. I think we're a little early. It's about 10.30 in the morning. The water has to warm up a little bit but we'll see what happens here. walked down, I just tried nymphing a, a run coming out of some uh, riffles that are about uh, two feet deep with some boulders, uh, bowling ball sized boulders. Uh, the river bottom has large stones that are round, so you rarely get hung up, but you do see strike indicator uh, indicate that you're ticking the bottom as you roll along, which is a good thing. You want to be down there. I'm using a new uh, weight system today some of that tungsten, uh, moldable tungsten lead. Just put a small split shot on and I roll, roll some of that uh, tungsten uh, putty over the uh, split shot. I'm still trying to get a, a sense on how much to use. I used way too much uh, first couple casts. That stuff sinks really, really fast. Uh, it really helps get your fly down. So I, I think I'm gonna like this long term. Uh, and really put, put it to good use this, uh, this fishing season. Well, it looks like I'm in position again. I'm about uh, 25 yards down from Kurt. Give him enough room to cast. See what happens down here. I'm in some slower water, well down from the tail out of the riffle now. Uh, the river's about uh, 50 yards wide. There's a lot of space here to, to, um, to cast. Nothing behind me. So uh, let's see if I get a fish. I just walked about 25 yards down from Kurt, as I said, and about four casts in, I noticed the strike indicator just hesitated slightly, pulled up, and, uh, and hooked onto a fish. He actually came really close to me, and I got a, a good look at him. It was just a monster rainbow. Uh, Kurt got a better look at him as he was going to try to net it, around 25 inches or so, but just one of those footballs. Um, I have a five weight. I have a fast action five weight, so it's a really stiff rod. Um, and I felt the cork bend as I was trying to get him in. He, he pulled out about 75 yards of, of line. Um, we didn't get him, he broke off, but he took the size 22 RS2. Uh, so I'm gonna go try that again uh, and see what happens. The 5X held up wonderfully, uh, but the fly broke off, so. Uh, we're gonna go try it again. That that was a wonderful experience to fight that guy. I was I knew I was losing him because he went downstream and I just uh, 
once the fish gets below you in a, in a current like what we're experiencing here, it's just done deal. So I just talked to Kurt and uh, he was down much better position to see it. Looks like it got caught behind a boulder and uh, sliced my line, which explains why the fly uh, is gone, but the line is intact. Uh, slightly abrased, but uh, so I'm gonna learn next time to try to get uh, behind that fish and keep him going upstream. Uh, There's just no chance I was gonna fight this fish and win. Um, yeah, I felt the cork handle bend on my stiff five weight, so. We'll go get him again. I just tied on a, another little tan flashback RS2 or Sparkle RS2. Um, I didn't even feel the take. That's how subtle this was. So they're sitting on the bottom waiting for something to come into their mouths and you just got to be very aware of that. So highly technical fishing right now. It started to cloud over. It was sunny earlier so maybe that'll help the fishing a little bit. Uh, not so much direct sun on the river. Well, we decided to uh, get out of the water here for a little bit. Sun's starting to peek back out, but uh, it's been cloudy for the past hour, and uh, um, we really got cold. Our feet, uh, in 40 degree weather, or water I should say, uh, your feet really get cold. So we're taking a break. Uh, Kurt caught a nice rainbow and a small brown already. And uh, so he's, he's got two in the net and I've got one that gave me a wonderful fight and threw another one so I haven't got any of the net yet uh, but the day is rather young yet so it's, uh, it's only noon um, so we should we should have some good fishing left the rest of the day though it should be warming up here a little bit and uh, maybe we'll even see some insect activity right when we got here the insect activity uh, we saw some little tiny uh, cream stuff, cream, I shouldn't say stuff, but uh, little cream bugs of some sort come off. Much too small for a hook. But I put on that uh, cream color, tan colored RS, sparkle wing RS2, and uh, that seemed to be the ticket for the couple fish that I got. So, take a break and uh, hopefully we'll be back with a good fish story. Well, it's about uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It's been a couple hours since I've turned the recorder on. Sorry for the wind, if you can hear that wind. It's just a little windy. I had to come up out of the canyon because a uh, Department of Natural Resources officer hiked clear down just to come and see Kurt and I, check to see if we had our license. Uh, fortunately, we have licenses. Uh, Kurt had his with, his, with him. And uh, I left mine in the truck in my wallet. I never take my wallet out when I wade in some deep or fast water. I've learned my lesson too many times that way. So he, uh, what a, he what a nice guy. Um, walked out with me and gave me no grief about that. Sometimes you'll get grief when you walk out uh, um, and you have to drag the uh, DNR guy with you to go get your license. Really, you should carry it with you. Um, but I explained to him why I didn't, and if he'd follow me out, uh, that I'd show it to him. Sure enough, I did, and then uh, 
he was very prompt, very polite, and gave me uh, some tips on some uh, other places along the river that are biting a little better today, and even getting walleyes on uh, some little black streamers. So I don't know if we want to do that or not. I've got a cooler with me. I love walleye. Um, if I were to catch one or two, that's probably a fish I'd keep. But uh, I'm going to walk back down in the canyon here. You can probably hear me um, huffing and puffing. It's actually pretty steep. Um, uh, I'm trying to estimate the, the degree angle. It's probably at a 45, maybe just a, sh a shade steeper than that. But uh, better watch my footing, and I'll put the recorder away and uh, get back to fishing. We've hooked up, oh, let's see, I caught three rainbows, two browns, all you know, in the 14-inch uh, size, not, nothing big. We've all hooked some fish that were the 20-plus inch fish, uh, but those are tough to keep on those little size 22 midges uh, on 5X. So, but we're doing the best we can, and we'll get one to the net yet. So it's about 8 o'clock, and uh, we just uh, decided to wrap it up for the day. It got pretty chilly. It's sun setting, and it's pretty much uh, dark out now. Went to a local restaurant, uh, kind of more of a bar, fisherman's bar, smoky bar, pool, pool hall bar type of thing. Ordered some greasy food. We got about 15 or 16 fish today, and for the most part, all the fish that were big, 20 inches or plus, we, we had a difficult time landing them. Um, I don't know why. Um, I had a fly pull out of a couple of them, uh, broke off another one. I had a 25-incher, that first fish of the day, that, um, that if I would have just kept him away from a rock, uh, he scissored my line, uh, might have had a chance to, to uh, bring him in because he was starting to give up. Um, but all in all, a great day. Uh, tough fishing. Um, for uh, for the, uh, the the miracle mile as it's called, so had a great day. Uh, we'll look forward to doing another podcast tomorrow. Well, here it is uh, Sunday morning, and we camped uh, in a little tent at Gray Reef on the North Platte in Wyoming uh, last night. I see some gray midges coming off already. We're fishing the gray reef, which is uh, uh, basically the effluent coming out of the bottom of Alcova Reservoir. First cast I had this morning, I hooked into, oh, 20 or 22-inch rainbow, uh, but broke him off, or her off, we don't know. Uh, swam right by me, nice, bright, uh, shiny, had a nice red stripe on it. Um, there's about, oh, I'd say about six or seven uh, anglers out already. You may be able to hear the dam effluent behind me. I'm almost right where the, uh, the dam releases. Um, I'm in some very uh, swirly, fast current. I'm about up mid-thigh, and uh, it's kind of difficult to keep your footing. So you kind of stand still once you find some good footing. Again, for those who uh, are listening that have fished uh, Denmark or Bornholm, uh, it's, uh, it's very much like that. Uh, it reminds me very much of, of wading in the, uh, in the Baltic Sea. 
So I just put on a red midge and a midge emerger. I see a bunch of midges flying around right now. So let's, uh, let's see if that happens. Here I am uh, re-rigging. Um, I am in a deeper hole now. I kind of moved spots. And uh, I probably have a oh, seven to eight foot deep hole uh, that I needed a much longer leader for. So I kind of just rebuilt one with the existing butt I had on my system here. Put on some midge emergers. And because uh, the midges are coming off, the sun has come out. And it was really warmed things up, brightened things up a little bit. Uh, so we'll see what happens here. Uh, people across from me, two people have hooked up on some nice fish and actually landed them. So they look like about 18 to 20 inch fish. Okay, so I put on a, uh, it's about an hour later, and I put on a, a light colored worm, a micro worm, like a cream colored worm with a red midge. In about five casts, I've had um, two takes. I lost one brown. I'm just putting in a rainbow right now. I don't have a net with me. That's not good. Um, I think you can hear that fish. He's starting to wear out. Oh, he took the worm. Yeah, here he is. I'll try to get a picture of him. And then put him back in. Yeah, he's starting to wear out. Nice little rainbow. Actually, not very little, about uh, 18 maybe. I'll measure him and see what happens. I'm going to turn this off now so I can land him. Well, we're back at our campsite, uh, which is just uh, on the banks of the river uh, at the Alcova Dam. It's called Gray Reef on the North Platte in Wyoming. Typically, this is the put-in uh, for a day float take out at Lusby. I don't know how far down the river it is, but uh, it's an all-day float, and it's great. Uh, uh, it's a great time. I've done it a couple times and netted oh, 15, 20 fish each trip, so that's, a, that's always a nice time to do that. Um, it was tough going this morning. I ended up getting uh, two fish on a cream San Juan worm, a micro San Juan worm, and lost another. I think I lost a brown, actually. Um, got a brown and got a rainbow so uh, it was a tough day to catch fish up here at the dam uh, but I feel lucky that I got a few um, I was using about 12 foot liter and uh, quite a bit of uh, tungsten multiple lead uh, lead weight actually tungsten weight not lead weight uh, to get myself down on the bottom We're on our drive back uh, from Gray Reef on the North Platte River in Wyoming. Thought I'd take a few minutes to interview Kurt Ligurski, who uh, fly fished with me this weekend. What types of uh, flies did you use primarily? We generally use nymphs. Yeah. <laughs> you are hilarious. Okay. Well, we're gonna make this a good one. Yeah. So, what kind of nymphs? Sparkly nymphs. Sparkly nymphs. And what size? Uh, generally, we uh, we used uh, emergers. Some emergers. Hey, there's a deer right there. See? For it's those of you, it's a doe, actually. Uh, we're driving out in the middle of Wyoming. 
and there's antelope and deer everywhere, or actually pronghorn and deer. The uh, pronghorn outnumber the human population and rabbits combined in the state of Wyoming, I guarantee you. You'll see them everywhere. That's the correct statement. Uh, yeah, coming from a guy who was born and raised in uh, Wyoming. So, tell me a little more about uh, types of nymphs you used, besides sparkly. Uh, we generally use tan, tan and black nymphs throughout the day. And like midges and some hares, really small hares ears. We saw a blue-winged olive hatch or a betis hatch. Uh, so we switched to a betis emerger and I got a few fish on that. Did I gave you one of those flies. Did that work for you? Yeah, it worked well. Flashbacks seem to be doing seem to be doing really well with the tan mostly in color. Okay, so again we're at the Miracle Mile. Uh, that was yesterday, T uh, air temp about 60 degrees and uh, water temp about 40, 41. Uh, and it was April 21st. Uh, so temperatures in the air are still rising. You know, we're transitioning into the summer season. So you've got to expect some odd weather from time to time. Yeah, we went anywhere from 43 degrees up to 58 degrees nice cool breeze. Yeah, as soon as that sun went behind the canyon walls, it got pretty cold and we had to call it a day. So, then uh, today, this morning, uh, we fished Gray Reef, uh, right where we camped. And I was using 12-foot leaders with quite a bit of weight, uh, some very small flies, size 22 and size 24, black and red midges first cast of the morning, I hooked up on uh, what probably was the largest fish of the day, and not just saying that because I didn't get into the net, but the way it pulled and, and fought um, would have been larger than any of the other two fish I, I caught today. Uh, but it took the red midge, uh, so I stuck with that most of the day. I don't believe I had much other uh, activity on it. I did put on a tan or cream. Uh, micro San Juan worm, like I said earlier, and that's what I got the two fish on. Kurt, it was kind of tough fishing today, huh? Yeah, I, I caught a whole lot of Wyoming wind, like we like what we called around here, basically nothing. <laughs> I threw uh, my entire fly box at him, I think anything from pink to uh, fuchsia in color. Yeah, one thing you'll notice if you ever come to Wyoming to fly fish, um, wind picks up and stays up. It just doesn't uh, doesn't let up all day. If there's not a windy day in Wyoming, you're probably not in Wyoming. Uh, so that, that makes it tough. You know, the characteristic of this river we were fishing, by the way, it's very wide and very cold. We have several dams and reservoirs uh, throughout its uh, traverse through Wyoming. And it goes uh, starts at the Colorado border and goes north. So now we're slowing down here. This is another thing you'll see along uh, the highways in Wyoming is uh, they're herding sheep across the uh, highway. It's all open pasture land and uh, probably got uh, 300 head of sheep, some fresh lambs that uh, probably born in February or March. Um, they're herding them uh, on down the side of the road here. We're on a, a state highway, uh, two lane, pretty wide. And uh, they don't use horses anymore. They use ATVs and, and bright yellow and red-orange flags to 
uh, scare the sheep down the road. Um, we used to raise sheep when I was young. Didn't near have that that head count. We had probably 30 to 50 at any given time, but we kept them fenced in about 30 acres, so we never had to herd them anywhere. But out here, it's all free range um, uh, grazing, and they have to go find them. And usually, they're scattered out over several acres, and they have to herd them up to bring them back in uh, right after lambing is done. And they do that to cut the tails off. Um, tails on sheep have no muscle, so they can't wag them, they can't lift them uh, uh, when they uh, go to the bathroom, so it becomes a, quite a, a nuisance and actually a health hazard. Um, so they cut tails off of uh, sheep that way, keep everything safe and sanitary. So that's what they're doing. They're ra rounding up the sheep to uh, bring the lambs in. And uh, there's a couple ways to do that. You can put a rubber band, uh, a very large, thick rubber band on the tail, and as it dries out, it will uh, sever the tail over a course of about a week and a half to three weeks. The other way is just to um, insert the tail into this special tool that severs the tail, and then they dunk the tail in iodine. Um, I'm sure that's not too uh, comfortable for the lamb, but it's a quick way to uh, get things going on the healing side. So as I was uh, saying uh, a few minutes ago, the North Platte River is uh, it has a unique characteristic. It flows from uh, south to north through Colorado. Uh, I'm sorry, Wyoming. It starts at the Colorado border. Um, has several dams and impoundments and uh, uh, reservoirs along the way, uh, which control the release and also help stabilize the temperature. Uh, you'd be amazed that uh, you know, eight, ten miles downstream of uh, the Alcova Reservoir, which is where Gray Reef starts, uh, where we fished earlier today. The water temperature is still, still very chilly. Um, I don't know if there are any springs that feed the river, but uh, uh, there might be a few, but I wouldn't suspect too many. The, this, the landscape in south-central Wyoming, which is where we are, is, uh, got some buttes, a uh, few, uh, rolling hills, we call them hills, I'm sure that they're mountains to some other folks. Uh, off in the distance I can see the beginnings of the Rocky Mountains and, and uh, what, Kurt, what is that mountain range actually that we would see to the left of South Central going up into Yellowstone? Uh, well, there's there's several mountain ranges, I'm not exactly sure all the names of them, they are part of the Rocky Mountains. I mean, there's of course the Tetons and the Wind Rivers as you move south, and then uh, a couple more just pristine. They're not as not quite as pristine down here as the, the Laramie Peak Mountain Range, um, which we'll see a lot to the southeast, I guess it is, it is from here in the river. Yeah. So off in the distance, you'll you'll be able to see, able to see uh, plenty of mountain ranges as you fly fish the uh, the North Platte. The North Platte, it's, um, it's a consistent rolling uh, flow, a wide river, um, really no trees or shade or anything of the sorts along its banks for uh, pretty much the entire uh, drift section uh, from uh, 
Alcova, which is just outside of Casper, uh, clear down past Government Bridge, Lusby, that type of area. Um, all you see is just uh, open prairie and sagebrush. And uh, each of the times I floated um, the, uh, the river, I've seen uh, deer and uh, some uh, river otter. I've seen uh, plenty of pronghorn right at the banks uh, drinking the river and, uh, and you know, eating the grasses along the lush banks. So, but other than that, you're not going to see any cover to keep this river shaded. And that's what's amazing about it, is it stays so cold. Uh, I've never taken a water temp down uh, at the end of a day after a float, but I can tell you it's cold, and I would bet you it's in the, from 45 to 48 degrees, at least this time of year. Uh, in the summer, I'm sure it gets a little warmer. Um, but that makes for fishing along this river really good. Um, we did talk to a DNR officer yesterday, and he said that there was some walleye uh, well downstream of uh, the Miracle Mile, but the walleye have come up from the old uh, uh, reservoir bottom, which is now, they've drained the uh, one reservoir, I don't remember the name of it. Uh, yeah, that's right, Pathfinder, thanks Kurt. Um, they've drained that and it left the original uh, riverbed channel there for where the river flows now. But the walleye were up uh, in their spawning uh, this time of year. As we walked into the river, we did go down there. As we walked to the river, uh, I did see one walleye sitting in a very, very still area. And not until I walked right up on top of him did he want to move. So it was about 18 to 20 inches. Um, walleye is a wonderful eating fish. Had we caught any, I probably would have kept those. Well, I'm sitting at my uh, computer mixing this podcast together and thought I would just summarize the trip for you. Uh, overall, it was a great trip, uh, as fishing trips always are. Uh, we wished we would have gotten to a little more numbers of fish, but um, I think we caught 17 or 18 fish total in about 10 hours of fishing uh, over the course of two days. That wasn't too bad. Uh, fishing was tough, uh, as other reports along the river uh, that we collected uh, would indicate the same thing. I thought I would summarize real quick what the trip was about. We fished the North Platte River in Wyoming. Uh, we started at the Miracle Mile and ended at Gray Reef where we camped that night. Camping is first come, first serve. It's $7 per night. Uh, and there are plenty of spots at the Miracle Mile and uh, at the Gray Reef area as well as Government Bridge and a few other points along the river. Um, the flow was at 2100 to 2300 CFS. Water temperature was around 41 to 44, depending on what part of the river we were at. Uh, point flies we used, we used all, they were all size 18, uh, some small olive green scuds, uh, blue winged olive nymphs or betas nymphs, uh, small hare's ears, uh, a pink egg, uh, and a, a cream worm, uh, which uh, seemed to work the best. Uh, as a dropper, we used sparkle wing RS2s. Black Beauties and Red Beadhead Midges. Uh, the Sparklewing RS2 seemed to be the ticket in a dark cream or a tan color. This is Steve Schweitzer with the Global Fly Fisher. I want to thank my friend Kurt Ligurski for joining me on this trip. And I want to thank you for downloading this podcast and listening.